Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. This is your host, Russell Bruce. Today, we're going to give you guys something a little extra special here. I appeared on the No Good Men podcast with some old friends of mine, and we had a a male discussion basically about relationships, love, life, and healing. And this one, I like to title... I don't know how to be a boyfriend. Sit back, enjoy. Please share it, like, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you see it on the different platforms, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or here on all the different uh, podcasts and platforms. Enjoy. So look here, let me um so let me welcome everybody. Let me welcome everybody to No Good Men TV. You know, this is it's a safe place for us where men come together, basically chop it up, um, get past a lot of I guess pain, insecurities, uh, social dysfunctions that have been layered on us for for, for generations, and really discuss tools and methods and strategies. Uh, for better interactions, improved outcomes with all of our relationships, whether it be romantic, family, work, regardless, uh, the way we handle ourselves and the way we respond to situations emotionally, um, everything's on the table for us. And uh, it's the work that we have to do. It's the work that we enjoy doing. And, um, you know, that's what the forum is about, just providing a a place where our testimonials come through and we can, we can save it and put it on the shelf for other men to digest at, at whatever time that they need it, you know? Um, and so with that being said, brother Russ, Russell Bruce, I want to introduce you to our guest, to our uh, audience, uh, Russell Bruce, the uh, uh, also known as chef Russ, also yeah. uh, talented uh, Pulitzer prize willing author, uh, <laughs> uh, I've been doing this gentleman, this uh, this black man, this king for wow, Russ. What has it been? Easily, probably what thirty years since the nineties, right around thirty. Yeah, right around thirty. You know, watched our kids grow up. Wow, uh, Russ has a beautiful baby girl, super talented, triple threat. Uh, son is a monster, is a beast with the round ball following in his dad's footsteps, and uh, you know, and and so I just can't say enough about you, brother. I'm so glad that you're here to join us on the show today. Um, I, I will testify that uh, you've always been consistent uh, in my life, right? Um, never on no BS, always offered upliftment, always offered a smile, always, uh, about 
improvement, self-improvement. And uh, and that's never wavered, no matter what's going on, no matter where we were in our lives. When I saw you, when, when, when after that interaction with you, even if it was just by chance, um, I was better for it, right? So just always know that, brother. That's how I see you. And you, you, you never let me down, even though you're not, you probably ain't trying, but you know, that's, that's, that's just how you roll. So um, Dave, I'm gonna let you speak a little bit on, on, on where y'all are, what your relationship is with Russ, how you know him, but, oh, I'm sorry, before I do that, Russ, um, no, we'll get into that later. So that's all I have. Uh, I'm glad you're here, brother. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, Russell Bruce. Uh, it, well, I, I don't think I know him as long as you, well, close to it. Um, we, we all met about the same time. Yeah. MCI days, man. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, Russ is, uh, is a guy that, well, well, that I knew from afar wasn't much interaction, but you know, I've always seen his movements and he's always included me in a lot of things that was actually transpiring, um, uh, online within social media, um, and, and and just a stand-up guy. I mean, he loves his family, loves his children. I mean, you know, um, it, it, it's, it's, you know, we need more men like that example out here. And um, and to have him on the show right now, I think it would definitely be a value add uh, to be able to, uh, you know, insert his experiences and his knowledge as far as what he's learned and overcome in his life. So, uh, hey, man, welcome to the show, brother. <laughs> thank you brothers for having me and thanks for the kind words we appreciate mm-hmm. it no doubt. no doubt yeah man so russ um tell us a little bit about you know what's been going on with you brother you know we're gonna do some shameless don't want to get you don't want to pay some bills right quick man let's get some shameless <laughs> plugs in man tell us about uh you know all that fantastic stuff we see you all over you know i don't know where you be at dog i just know it's, it's the ocean in the background you know, and beautiful people around you, and you know, it's not like I'm jealous or nothing. You know, <laughs> curious, bro. You know, Man, it's good. It's food good. always on deck. You know, oh. what I'm saying? you look like you're getting younger. You know, again, <laughs> not jealous. <laughs> hey, just just living the dream, bro. So you know, once again, to piggyback off what you you guys said, uh, Russ Bruce. A lot of people think I'm a chef. That's just something I started doing after I stopped hooping. You know, I need to do something with that free time. So, you know, I fell in love with the culinary arts. Brother likes to eat good. So, you know, if you want to eat like a king, I said, why not learn how to cook it yourself? You know? Right. So, yes, you know, and I had downtime in between marriage and things like that. So, you know, I had a lot of time to, you know, to perfect my craft, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for a living, you know, I'm an engineer. A lot of people don't even know that. They think I'm a chef. But uh, I'm an engineer, father, author. Uh, just recently, me and my queen uh, co-authored a book, you know, Capacity to Love, which some of that information, we could probably chop it up. See about. The book, man. Oh, I know it's sitting right there. Yeah, yeah, there you we have them all over the house, man. Let me, let me see. There it is. Pop <laughs> it up. Everybody can get one. The yeah, there it is. They're on nice. Amazon. They're also on capacitytolove.net. Mm-hmm. Um, I also authored a cookbook, and I'm about to come out with another volume soon. Mil- yeah, Achimo, 
Mill alchemy. Mill nice. alchemy, yeah. Right. You know, ha- have to like put the science in there. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. So you know, doing other things. I, I I got like a Cajun cream sauce that I market as well. So got several things going on. And then I this year about to hit it real hard with some other business opportunities. So good stuff. Fantastic, brother. Fantastic. So, brother, <laughs> um, you mentioned. And you know, I, my our ears always park park perk up on uh, no good men. Um, so you mentioned uh, divorce, and uh, can you uh, touch on your experience as much as you want, or as little as you want, and you know where you were, where you find yourself now, and how'd you get there, or how'd you All get right. here? All right. So when I first met you guys, because I, I moved to Atlanta, I think October '91. So was said about 31 years ago yeah and i was married at the time when i moved from dallas texas to atlanta and that marriage really didn't last that long so i was married two years real young i think at the time i was about 25 got married because she was pregnant you know i loved her but you know i don't think that we were really ready for marriage but the fact that she was pregnant and i didn't want to be my daddy you know, I did the honorable thing, married her six months in, she had a miscarriage. You know, we talked about annulling it and she didn't want to annul it. And after a while, it just, yeah. you know, it was two kids trying to fill our way through it. That's it. Yeah. I, I decided the best thing for me at that time was to move on. I did it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I dated a little bit, tried to build my career. You know, we were all working at NCI at the time. I spent 10 years there. And, uh, you know, once I got my career off the ground, I got married again, wanted to start a family, was married for 20 years at that time mm-hmm. and divorced about four or five years ago and uh, started dating again, you know, but but by now I'm like a green beret at marriage, you know, I haven't seen the good, bad, <laughs> ugly, made a lot of mistakes, yes, sir. A lot of mistakes, you know. I could write the book on what not to do and, and what to do. So, you know, like right now I'm, I'm in a real good place. I think I really understand what it takes to win at relationships. You know, I think a lot of people put their tail between their legs and run for the hills and give up. But love is one of those things that it expounds outside of just male female relationships you know you still have to love your children you have to love humanity you have to love what you do for a living mm-hmm. you know otherwise you just skate yep. so you know about that? i always lick my wounds and start over and you know I grew up in the hood you know grew up on you know government cheese and all that other stuff so it's like I know what it's like not to have stuff. So starting over is, it doesn't put any fear in my heart. Right. You know what I mean? So yes, sir. I think a lot of people, you know, get caught up in societal norms, religion, things of that nature. And they stay in a bad situation to the point where they do more harm than good, not only to themselves, but for the children, the children as well, because they say they want to stay for the children, but when the children see dysfunction, the arguments, the disrespect, mm-hmm. they normalize that behavior. Right. Yes, sir. It, it harms them in relationships. So sometimes right. it's best, you know, go ahead and cut ties. 
and walk away in love and peace, you know, for the sake of everybody, really, and move on. Because it's like, you know, sometimes good things come to an end. They run their course. People grow, you know, in different directions. You know, and once that happens, you have to just man up, woman up, identify it, you know, and decide to move on and become better. And sometimes, you know, and, and sometimes people were harmed, right? So it's like you forgive, but that doesn't mean just because you forgive that you have to go back to that situation. Right. You know, sometimes you can forgive, you heal, but you move on because if one person changes and the other person doesn't change, you can't just go back and put a square peg in a round hole and expect it to work. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. So you mentioned that there were some mistakes that you made, which we all do. I'm I'm extremely interested in yours and how you, you know, because we can't we can only control what we can control, right? There are other right. entities in the relationship, other people involved in relationships. And but you know, what what part of that is our ownership. So what part of that, your those the undoings and then the you know the good stuff, what part of that was your you know, your ownership. What did you recognize it, you know, area of, of improvement for yourself? Yeah. So a couple things, one of the things that I seen in my relationship and I've seen a lot of other relationships is people don't have a common purpose. Some people have no purpose at all, but, you know, like say, for example, you know, you have people who have hobbies, you know, whether it's golfing or, you know, running or, or whatever, you know, yeah. if, if you're not, if you're not doing it together and it's things that you do multiple times a week for long hours, mm-hmm. you, you're taking time away from building a purpose with your loved one. So, you know, even, even jumping back, let's jump back to the beginning. Why do you want to be in a relationship with that person in the first place? Ah, right. Like, why do you want to be with them? Want the relationship. If you just want it because you have some codependent behavior or, you know, because they're cute, they have a nice backside, like, why do you, why do you want it? Is it something frivolous or is it something that's withstanding and for a greater purpose? You know, so I had to start asking myself that question. It's like, if I was going to do it again, why would I do it? And what would I look for in that person? And what will I be able to give them? Because one of the questions people really need to ask themselves, what can I offer that person that they can't get anywhere? Right, right, right. Exactly. That's that's it right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and one of the things that I always felt that I could offer is me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, I'm not trying to be nobody else. I'm just trying to be Russ. You know, I'm trying to be what I've acknowledged, you know, my God given talents and the God in me trying mm-hmm. to be the best me. And and if I could give that to somebody, they can't get that anywhere else. You know? Amen, brother. They they could get raggedy rust anywhere, you know. <laughs> they, they <laughs> hey, 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 I'm liking that. I liking that too. Um I uh I uh, I'm at David 4.0. So those <laughs> Previous versions of Russ, they definitely don't want to invest in that guy, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. So, so another thing is, you know, me and the Queen have a podcast, and we've been interviewed on other podcasts about the book and just relationships in general. And one of the things that this this past year that was somewhat of a revelation for me is, you know, people have short term and long term goals and relationships, right? In life in general. So like, say, for example, when we were all young, we meet a woman and we're like, okay, cool. We're going to get married. We're going to buy a house. I want this type of car. You know, we want to have two kids. We want to put them in private school. You know, we want to travel every year. You know, you come up with the short-term and long-term goals, but, you know, two people with adequate employment or businesses or whatever, you can knock that stuff out three to five years, right? But what happens is now you're looking at each other crazy because it's like you you met those goals. So what's next? You know, and you get into this routine and, and it becomes monotonous, right? Mm-hmm. So like, for example, uh, Phelps, the swimmer, right? Mm-hmm. He worked his whole life up to become the best swimmer in the world. And it's not just him. It's a lot of people that became the best at their craft, right? He worked his life, worked so hard in life to become the best. And once they reach that pinnacle, now they're looking around there's nothing else for them to do you know what i'm right. saying so it's like now they go into a state of depression you know and they start to get into drugs or, or what what have you like look at michael jordan he became the best got bored you know tried to leave go play baseball gamble you know they turn to to things that are somewhat destructive because now they need something else to challenge them so when I look at short-term, long-term goals within relationship, then I said, okay, but you need something, an infinite goal, something that's going to constantly challenge and grow you, right? So the mind and, and soul are things that are infinite, right? So if, if I built every day, if I tried to become a better version of myself, like I'm always trying to be better than the guy that went to sleep last night, right? Yes, sir. And if I could do that every single day, I'm going to be a new being. So my queen falls in love with a different man every day. That's what keeps it new and fresh. She does the same thing. So every day we're we're learning something new. We're sharing something new. And it keeps the fire up. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So I, I think that people will have to tap into something that's infinite. And that one infinite thing is the most high. And, and not so much in a religious sort of way, right? And, and that's right. one of the things we're trying to make God sexy again, right? Because a lot of people like religion is, is giving God a black eye. They make God seem so human and so small. You know, even trying to describe God, you can't even do it. Yeah, it right. Words, right. Right. But we know that there's like you married God. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's something out there, and and if we tap into that, and we, we try to live by universal law, and I try to be the type of man that fits in line with what we were created to do here on Earth, and the woman's doing what she was created to do. The closer we get to that, the more fluid relationships are. But I think what has happened here, you know, in our sojourn in America after slavery, you know, after integration, we've taken upon the norms and values of foreign people that are totally alien to our nature. Okay. 
And uh, we're trying to find our way through that. And, and one of the things I could really mention is we are in a capitalistic society where every damn thing's for sale, <laughs> you know, including your mama. It's like, so it's <laughs> like you need some type of economic wealth in order to survive. And with what we went through here, you know, in, in the words of Claude Anderson, as a people, we are at the lowest level of a real live monopoly game. Mm -hmm. We the only ones came and came a monopoly. Everybody sit down, start off a day two hundred dollars or whatever. Right. But we were set free and wasn't given a damn thing. We were promised right. forty acres and a mule. We didn't get anything. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we struggled. You know, we were we were stripped of manhood. We were stripped of responsibility. And you know, hundred years of Jim Crow. You know, a lot of people want to think these things were. In the distant past, this stuff was yesterday. It was in our lifetime, you know. Right, absolutely. Like people, people and women got the right to vote in my lifetime. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and then stop using it and, <laughs> in exactly. our lifetime. And yeah. then turn their backs on it. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, let's we can move on to something else. Yeah, I but no, I, 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 I really I, I appreciate that, man. So what, what I got is is you know I got the 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 you know, the improvement um, from you, you know what I'm saying? And, and and I think I hear you saying, making sure that you have some connection points, you know, some common connection points as opposed to, you know, you know, most of her day is spent doing this. Most of your day is spent doing this and it becomes more of a domestic partnership, you know, than, than a, a real connection between two people, you know, right. paying bills and, Taking care of the kids and all of that is the job, but that ends up being all that it is, right? right. And when those two people have downtime, they don't connect. Either she's still on her phone, she's watching her TV shows, you're downstairs in the basement doing you or whatever. And but those two lives, which are the cornerstone of that family, are not connected, right? And so when you remove the kids from that scenario, right, or something changes in that, in that one of those dynamics change. Then you realize, or you forced to look at, well, what what exactly do we really have? So, you know, I hear you saying, you know, but then you really you really brought it home when you said, you know, um, but what did how did it start, right? How do you find yourself in that type of relationship with kids, right, in a house and bills and everything else? And it's like, well, you know, why did you get in that relationship to start, right? Was it for healthy reasons, you know? That, or was it for, you know, the, the normal, the normalized dysfunction that we live in, which is, it's for women, oh, it's time that I get married. I haven't been married in a while. I want to get married. Doesn't matter who he is, right? Yeah. He just needs to meet this minimum requirement of, you know, is he, I want a provider. I want to feel protected. Uh, uh, you know, that's probably really as far as the list goes, right? Like, and then... Um, okay, guess what? It's you, right? Now, do, do you get her motor running? Do you change? No, no, you're not the dude that she dreams about, right? Nah, because why? Because that wasn't the first thing on her list, right? The first thing on her list was provider, protector. Now, maybe on the man, on the guy's list, he's looking like, oh, well, like you said, 
you know, oh, she's thick, right? Oh, yeah, she's gorgeous. She's this, she's that, you know, but she nurtures. She's going to take, you know, how does she support you mentally? All of that. None of those things on the table. They weren't the first things that you thought about, right? So, yeah. So we find ourselves, you know, starting and getting and entering in relationships uh, for reasons that really can't actually sustain a relationship between two people. So, you know, that's definitely my takeaway there. I don't want to get into, <laughs> we can do this offline, but Raggedy Russ cracks me up. I can't wait to hear about that dude. I think that's a book though, honestly. Dog. <laughs> you know, um, that's like on the, remember the old 45s, like that's on the B side, you know, <laughs> 45. Right? Definitely on the B side. Yeah. Hey. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 no. I was just saying, you know, you um you said something very key there too, man. Um uh that that is pretty much I, I think the um the MO of everybody where we should all be is trying to be the best versions of ourselves every day. Because we talk about that here on um on our podcast about, you know, presenting the best version of yourself, always working to be the best version of yourself. You know, of course you owe it to yourself, but, but the person, if you are in a relationship or, you know, just anybody that that's in your immediate circle that you love, they deserve the best version of you. And when you're continually doing that work, it, it comes through and life gets a whole lot better because you're not contending with, you know, all of that, Stuff that we, you know, I don't know if you watched the uh, podcast about the hurt locker as far as stuffing stuff in there and not I, dealing I with it. it. Yes, sir. So, Great podcast, by the way. Yeah. Uh, thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so when you're operating with that mindset, man, it, it it makes it makes life a whole lot easier. You know, that's not to say like when you're dealing with that stuff that's in your hurt locker and navigating yourself through, you know, on a daily basis, it don't get tough because I mean, hell, we don't live in a perfect world. But but it, it it's it's your mindset and how you handle it. So I, I just wanted to point that out, man, how you um how you uh, uh laid into that and uh you framed it, you know, as far as you and your queen being on the same page doing that together. And mm-hmm. I've actually adopted that mindset when 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 when, not if, but when I get into another re- relationship in that capacity, that is the top prerequisite you have to be doing the work and working on yourself to be the best version of you every day i i, I won't accept nothing less so go. yeah man there you go and, and, the, and the thing is it's like you know everybody's on this law of attraction the the remix version of our ancient african history really right With all this uh what do they call it new age thinking or whatever is it, nothing new about it it's all old it's just renamed but anyway make a long story short the, the universe doesn't give you what you want the universe gives you what you are so you know a lot of times you see bad things happening to good people like say for example we get out of relationship some people just can't stand to be alone and they jump right back into a relationship without putting in the work to heal and understand what went wrong in the last relationship. What can I do better? You know, they want to do the blame game, put it all on the opposite. I think we we all been there, you know, we all been there, but you know, we learn, right? So if, if, 
I jumped out of one relationship, didn't put in the work and just jumped into another. I'm coming and you're arguing with this person over stuff that happened back in the last relationship. And they, they don't like, where did that come from? And, you know, dealing with the girl, her mama and daddy had issues and she never healed that. And she's taking it out on you or looking at you sideways or giving you the silent treatment. So, you know, over a period of time, you know, and, and doing work on self and, and learning how all this stuff works, you know, you become like a little mini psychologist <laughs> and you could do you know, your own evaluation on, on the front end, right? You know, like I've learned more about narcissism over the last year. So I wish I had known it 20 years ago, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, not only could I have helped myself, I could have helped a lot of other people. But, um, you know, one of the things, Bowski, you okay over there, man? <laughs> what happened, brother? <laughs> we heard, what the hell just Bro. happened? Bro. I, thought, okay. I thought we might have to call 911. No, no. <laughs> All I did, bro, was seriously just try to close the window. It was getting a little dippy in here, right? The sun, the sun fooled me thinking it was more than it is. And I came back to the chair. Uh, one of my lights slid off the table and decided to take a dive into the, you know, the the, the ground, the carpet. And then as I reached for that, I knocked the picture off the side. <laughs> And the whole time I'm thinking, I was like, bro, you never hit mute. You just hit screen mute. So Yes, and we can hear all of it. <laughs> no, that but, is funny, man. Hey, kudos to you though, brother. You didn't break you didn't break or nothing, bro. You kept the show must go on, brother. You kept going with it. You know. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna keep going till you start laughing. Right. <laughs> right. So I was laughing to start hollering. What did it do? Hey. Hey, yo, Rush, you said something, too, because I'm like, yo, stuff falling over there. Is he all right? I know. When he started laughing, I'm like, okay, man, my bad, man. It's all good. It's all good. We're glad you're good, man. (laughs) Wow. But I'm sorry, man. Oh, it's no problem. What what were you taking in on, man? What did I uh, I distract us from? Yeah, so so basically I was talking about talking about how you know you don't attract what you want you attract what you are so you know like if you're still in that unhealed space you know and you're out trying to date you're gonna attract the unhealed partner you know what i mean so it's like when you get into that healed space you're gonna attract the healed person what you're looking for is looking for you yeah but but i think what happens is a lot of times people aren't clear on what it is they're looking for you know, they just say what they don't want, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. like for example, like Google's like the universe, right? So if you put in there, <laughs> no, no more hockey, what's gonna come up? A whole bunch of hockey links. <laughs> wow. Hey. You see what I'm saying? Because it doesn't know. It, it just knows you're paying attention to hockey. It, it doesn't know what you don't want or whatever. So if you're sitting there talking about something you don't want, you're gonna keep getting that. You know, we need to focus on what it is that we do want, you know, and be clear about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yes, sir. So, you know, if you want a woman 
with certain values and virtue or whatever, be clear. Say that's what you want and, and stick to it. And, and don't be like, okay, yeah, oh, she's a stripper. She's cute. <laughs> like, this is fire. You know, all that stuff has a shelf life, man. You know, it's yeah, just absolutely. like milk, milk or something else, man. It's like you're going to put it on the shelf. It's going to rot. And, you know, then what? You know what I mean? So, so one of the things that we talk about in our book is, you know, we hear a lot of people, you know, talking about soulmates, right? You know, but you're going to start hearing this term a lot more in the near future. If you haven't already heard it, it's the twin flame. So like, right. So, so a soulmate is somebody that comes from your soul tribe, right? So, you know, I believe in reincarnation, you know, the, the old ancient church believed in reincarnation up to one of the councils about 400 years after the council of Nicaea, where all, all the, they took it out. Like, they believed in reincarnation, then they didn't, but you could read scripture and see they clearly believed in reincarnation, right? So a lot of us incarnate and these souls from previous lifetimes, they tend to find each other here to come back to work off karma you know you may been sent back to learn how to love or to forgive or to work collectively or or what have you you know and we come together with people and, and it may just be to have a family to learn the lessons of family and then you know you go your separate ways right right and but the twin flame relationship is bigger than just coming together to learn a lesson or to fulfill karma it's to help humanity evolve, right? Mm-hmm. So the twin flame comes together at a certain point in time. Like now you see a lot of the 3D relationships falling apart because they were based upon material things, you know, house, cars, you know, just having a family image, all mm-hmm. those things, checking off the box. Mm-hmm. You know, surface now, level. Yeah, surface level. So you see a lot of people now looking at each other sideways, you know, events happen like, the quarantine happened, you know, the guy, say, for example, the guy that golfed uh, eight hours a day and his woman went off and hung out with her girlfriends or whatever, you know, quarantine, now they're stuck in the house. Now, now they really getting to see each other for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, and you learn a lot about a person. You learn more at the end of the relationship than you do at the beginning. Man, you better preach. <laughs> when you said that to me the other day, bro, I was like, whoa, whoa. Can you say that again, Russ, for everybody? <laughs> you learn more about a person at the end of the relationship than you do at the beginning. God, dog, I got, I got about four of those T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, Bars. you know, because it's like, it's like, like a scientist. If a scientist wants to know what something is made of, what do they do? They put it under fire. They burn it to break it down and be like, okay, it's two parts hydrogen, three carbon, or whatever, to break it down to see what it's made of, you know, and it's no different with us in life. You know, you, uh, Bowski, you okay over there, bro? I'm fine, brother. Keep doing you, 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 you know, you, you, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, 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 Russ, let me, let me, let me put some I'm gonna put some context behind my laugh no. every <laughs> every week. Always something going on with me. What? <laughs> 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 
Whatever, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, bro. He's going to be cracking up when you see this shit, man. Yeah, He's going to be cracking up. Whatever. All right, I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. Y'all gonna stop laughing at me, bro. Hey man, Woo. you better stop making us laugh. <laughs> David. All right, man. I'm a, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, my, man. I thought you were my friend, bro. It's supposed to be a safe space. Man, this is a safe space, man. Don't feel hey. that safe to me right now. Right you know? now, no. Um, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need to get that podcast kit where everything connected and bolted down. Yep. Oh, there, there's there is such a thing. Oh, okay. Y'all are so freaking helpful. Thank you. Oh, this is not working. Okay, I'm sorry. Russ, I'm distracted you from your point, bro. Yeah, yeah. We we could we could move on. Where were we? Where were we, dog? Where were, were we what we were talking about? Yeah, I was just talking just then about, you know, you could find out what something's made of by putting it under fire, you know, and and that's what I was saying at the end of the relationship. When things aren't going well, when it's under the, under the fire, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, that's when you find out who people really are. You know what I'm saying? Like, even during the quarantine, we got a chance to see what our friends were really made of. You know, a lot yeah. of people buckled to fear and, you know, turned on each other, you know over things they had no control over, you know, yeah. but, you know, it, it is what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let me see. So, Dave. Yes, sir. Uh, so, what you've heard so far, what's going on with you, brother? What's going on? What questions do you have for, for Brother Russ today? Yeah, well, I was, I was about to, um, yeah, I was just about to chime in, um, and you were talking about, you know, your previous relationships, your marriages, the divorces and so on and so forth. Now you find yourself currently with um, um, the woman you're with right now. And it, it seems to be just based upon the information you provided and, and what we see, you know, well, what you allow us to see is that there is a journey that's being forged right now between you two. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So my question to you is, do you see yourself as far as being the best version of you? Do you see yourself married? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're more married than I was in my previous two marriages. marriages. Right. And it's not even I, official, I, official, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like she she would have to cut me loose. I'd never let that woman go. You know? yeah, and, it's like, yeah. and it's because she brings out the best in me and yep. she knows how to bring out the best in me. She yeah. knows her, she knows her role as a woman. She knows that her power lies in her femininity, not in her trying to be masculine. She, Absolutely, she, she truly understands that her power is in her femininity and she respects and understands my masculinity and she feeds it. So it's like, we constantly work on ourselves and each other. Like we, we heal each other's wounds, so to speak. You know what I mean? So yes, sir. It's deep. That's what I'm saying. This whole twin flame thing is, is deep. Like when I first met her, you know, she's very pleasant on the eyes. So, you know, you know, as men, that's the first thing we see. That's the right. It's like, okay, you get an interview 
you know, <laughs> but when I sat down and talked to her, it's like she's, she has a heart of gold. Like she's very empathetic. Here's a woman that out of her own pocket is taking two mission trips to Africa to go out in the middle of nowhere, no cell phone signal, no nothing with a team of doctors to treat people who couldn't afford health care, you know, and it's like she gives of herself, like she walks the talk. She don't just talk it. She walks it. You know, she's she's very well read. She's very down to earth. You know, she's she's not into the external thing like a lot of people external things define them like they got to have the gucci the fendi they got to yeah. have all this stuff to feel good about themselves she doesn't need none of that yeah i she can't stand none that. Of that right so yeah. it's like therefore we just focus on on being the best versions of ourselves like like for example like Bowski, in your introduction to me it's like we all have a brand like when people say your name what do you think the first thing that comes out of your mouth what do they say about you right you know a lot of people don't realize your social media page is your living room you're inviting people into your living room yes sir you know what i'm saying so it's like yes, if sir. all i did was took a thousand pictures of myself a thousand different ways you know what i'm saying it's right. like and you're not showing anything other than like i like to show my love for my kids my woman show my creativity you know that god's blessed me with i love to share the wisdom that i use to help me in my daily struggles right and my upliftment also and i figure if it worked for me somebody else could get something out of it. i don't do it for likes i do it because i want to share and help everybody you know what I mean? So I, it, 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 you'll never see me on there posting my car, my house, and all. You don't see yeah. that because it's like I show what's coming out of the inside of me. I live inside out. So what happens now, like in the dating world, you know, you go out there, and I'm sure you guys can attest to this. First thing girl wants to do, you know, and it, it, they're being trained this way because that's the way society is, right? They're looking all on the external, like they're looking at, are those gators he got on? What kind of car did he pull up in? Where does it work? You know, what kind of bank account? You know, they look at all these things, right? They get in a relationship. Then when it goes south, then they want to know what's in his, what's on his mind, what's in his heart. Should have checked that first. Yeah, it's too late for that now. Yeah, you should have checked that first. Those are the first two things. You know, it's like, you know, what was your last relationship like? How did you heal? You know, yep. what's your relationship with your mama? Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Like a woman that doesn't find out what kind of relationship a man had with his mom and the other women in his family. If they don't do that, it's like shame on you. Yeah. Shame on that's you. The, that's the first telltale sign. Yeah. If he struggled with that relationship, you know, for there's various reasons it could be. It could just be what he's seen her go through. You know? So, and that affects people. So, you know, it, it, it's things like that, man. It's like working from the inside out. And I, I've been truly blessed to find somebody that sees me for who I am. And, and I hear you brothers on there saying that I see you. And that's, to me, that's one of my favorite things to see. Like Avatar is one of my favorite movies. And I yeah. Love yeah. I love it because, yeah. You know, they would see each other and they say, I see you, you know. And, and right. it comes from 
it's an African term. Like you hear people use the namaste or whatever. It's all the same thing, meaning that the God in me sees and acknowledges the God or the goddess in another human being. Mm-hmm. You know, you see that you see them for who they truly are. So, like with with my queen, she sees who I am at the core. Like when we first started dialoguing, she always spoke to my higher self. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times, when relationships or when the relationship goes sour, you know, people tend to talk to the lower aspects of your lower nature, and they pull out your lower nature. They're trying to appeal to the devil in you and want you to be more godly. That doesn't work. You know what I mean? Right. It's like we have to learn how to see people at the core. Like, you know, because if they're healed or unhealed, that's how you're going to see it. You got to look and listen, ask the right questions. Like, you get the best answers by the quality of questions that you ask. So we have to learn how to ask better questions to each other. Amen. That's fantastic, brother. Wow. Hey, where's that echo coming from? Is that me? Might be you. Can you? Am I echoing? No, I hear it coming. It almost sounds like there's some faint music playing in the background. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's some music playing in the background. I got the background music going. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it sounds like it's on like on a phone or something like. Yeah, I don't hear echo, but I do hear like music. In the, okay, the music because I think that okay, I think we're good though. I don't, I don't hear it now either. So, um, yeah, man. I just, I just cut the music off. Yeah, Rush, you dropping bombs today, brother. You dropping bombs on us, man. You dropping bombs on us. Uh, let's see, man. That <laughs> brother said, "I live my life inside out." Hmm. Like wow, like, yeah. Like, yeah, like that, that's enough. If I don't have any other takeaways, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's fire, brother. Um, and, and you can, you can sum that up in this quote, right? This is one of the favorite quotes. It's, it said that man began to lose himself when he discovered the mirror because he became more preoccupied with his image than his soul. Yeah. Wow. So it's like, People spend more time trying to camouflage and mask all this when on the inside they're hurting, you know, and it it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's like the universe is not going to give you what you want. It's going to give you what you are and what you're more so what you're vibrating. Right. And what Mm -hmm. what your emotion like, for example, if if you know that on the inside, not doing good today, you're bad, you're dealing with some stuff mentally emotionally and i say how are you doing and you go oh i'm doing great and you know good and well you're not right <laughs> the universe is going to respond to what you're emoting you mm. know, emotion is energy mm. in motion so it's like what energy are you putting in motion so you can say anything with your mouth like how you got a lot of people talk about all these great things they're going to do but they do absolutely nothing to try to get there right mm. so it's like you have to be able to not only whatever your thoughts are and you know you want to match your emotions to your words right and i and i think that's when people really become dope when they could walk the talk right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if i could say something to you and you know my word is bond 
and I'm very consistent at it, that's dope. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So, Russ, how long does it take or how long did it take you to figure out what you wanted coming out of or what was best for you coming out of uh, your long term marriage? And one, deciding to even seek a relationship Two, that you felt like you were healthy enough to move forward. What was that process like? I think when it got to the point where, you know, and even through all that, I was still working on myself, even though. You know, there's a lot of clouds, you know, a lot of it wasn't sinking in. It makes it a lot harder. Right. But, you know, in my quiet time, you know, when I'm cooking, I got my music playing, I'm all alone and I got my candle burning. You know, I, I found a way to put myself in into this good space. Right. You know, like, say, for example, on a scale of one to ten energy vibration level. Right. Say, you know, you just feeling like, all right, you're at a five, you know, and it's a Saturday afternoon. I would go hit the gym. That would raise me up. I would come home, you know, looking on Instagram. I see all these urban chefs cooking all these great meals. I'm like, man, I could do that. And I look in the refrigerator, see what I got. I got everything to make my version of it. Could make this dope meal, you know burn a candle, put some music on, you know what I'm saying? And I create my own energy and my own vibe. Now I'm like up there, eight, nine, 10, you know, I've, I've created that energy for myself. And whenever I was able to consistently do that and I was cool with being by myself, you know, I'm reading, I'm putting in the work, I'm understanding what went wrong, what I'm looking for, all that. Now I'm like, man, it would be cool to share this experience with somebody else. Right. So right. that's when I start writing down exactly what I wanted. You know, it's like, you know, I want somebody to share this experience with somebody I could travel with, somebody that really understand me. Really, I wanted a feminine version of myself because I felt that I was in such a good place. You know what I'm saying? That wow. I, wanted, I was like, man, it would be so cool to find the feminine wow. version of me. That's profound. And, and that's what happened. I found the feminine, it was almost like she could read my mind. She understood my nature. She understood all of that. And within a month or two, it's like this woman knew me better than anybody on the planet. And it wow. was because she was very intentional about what it was she was looking for. She told me where she was. If I wanted to engage with her <laughs> where I needed to be, and, you know, and I was there and, and we we want the same thing. Our purpose and mission in life is the same. So it, it, now I have somebody, OK, we're going the same direction at the same speed. And you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm not over here. and She's not over there. We're like going together. And it's a beautiful experience. man. I, I haven't run across anything like this ever in my lifetime. It's almost like when we had our first child. Right. You know, you're running around showing pictures and. You know, people are like, why the hell they keep showing me the pitch? Because you're so, <laughs> and so you know, and, and in their head, you know, we think our baby is the most. We're like, that's enough. I saw him already. Like, yeah. same as the, the picture from yesterday. Like, yeah. stop it already. Exactly. So it's like the experience where I'm at now is like that. And it's like, <laughs> it's hard to really explain to somebody yeah. what it's like unless you really go through it to really yeah. be matched up with that 
perfect match where like mind, body, and soul is like just perfectly because that's I pride myself in working on myself mentally, physically, and spiritually, right? I'm gonna work yes, out, I'm gonna read, I'm I'm gonna like, you know, listen to motivational stuff. You know, I I'm not religious, I'm more into spirituality. So, you know, every single day I'm doing something to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because I want to present I want to present a new and improved version of myself every day. And I think what happens, a lot of people they'll work on themselves to a certain point and then they'll go out and then they'll become complacent and go back into all the old behavior and all that stuff. Like right now, I can't just go sit in a sports bar and watch a game by myself and drink beer and eat chicken wing. I can't do that no more, man. You know, I'm I'm just at a place in my life now where it's like Right. Like, like, for example, I'm like, I'm 57 now. Right. So like in a, in a basketball game, tip off, somebody come down, throw behind the back pass and go in the stands. What they do laugh it off, jog back down, you know, cause it's still zero, zero. Right. right. When you in overtime, you can't come down and do that. Yeah. That ain't going to fly. You right. can't do that. You right. can't come down and take the chance to that pass going in the stands, coach fans, everybody going to be on you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm at a stage in my life where I take things serious. You know, it's like every minute, every second of the day, I want to make it count for something. And it has to be positive. I can't spend hours having conversation with people about talking about nothing. I can't do that no more. How about that, brother? You know, and, and, and if we do it and we expect great things to happen, we're only fooling ourselves. Yeah, no doubt. Like you said, we in uh, this is fourth quarter, baby. <laughs> if, it, if you don't think it's the fourth quarter, you better check again. You better you better look up at the clock. It's the fourth quarter. I feel the exact same way. Every day, man, is precious. You know? Yes, sir. Every moment is precious. And I think for you to piggyback what you were saying earlier, Russ, is, is when you come to that clarity that although, you know, you're building the life that um, – you know, it's like I think I heard somebody say, I, I want I want the job that I would do for free, right? I want the life exactly. that is that's my like that's my not really my dream vacation, but my best utopia. You know what I'm saying? And then you get to a, another place or another level where it's like, but yeah, but how much doper would this be to have somebody special and beautiful to share it with, right? Like Paris is dope, right? But if it's just dope through my eyes, when you get to bounce that off somebody that's special to you. And they see, when you're in Paris, you didn't see uh, that little place over there, right? Or whatever it was that was beautiful. And they said, babe, did you see that? Like, you you don't, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, that's like, remember, remember what we did? All those memories, you well, those are shared events, shared memories. Nah, like, there's nothing, there's nothing better than that. So, you, you know, you, you got to have it. So I totally get it. Um, let me ask you this. You and your queen right now and 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 during and, and getting to the point where you are now, how do y'all handle challenges, bro? Like, cause they I know they still exist, even in the utopia, you know. Somebody yeah. looks at somebody like, what did he say? Great question, man. Great question. <laughs> what do so, you mean by that? <laughs> so great, great, great question, right? So one of the biggest things I also learned in relationship is communication, right? So you have to speak the same language. And 
the fact is like when we first met the conversations we had they never stopped so we constantly communicate that's why we have a podcast because we thought our conversations were so dope we went to share them with the rest of the world so right. it's like we right. are that's probably one of our strong points is our communication right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if something goes wrong what she does is she she keeps me on track right so you know i i, I come from the hood so it's like i got somewhat of what they say a potty mouth <laughs> so you know I, I might curse sometimes just for the hell of it it's not for the lack of vocabulary i think I thank you yeah but sometimes it's like you know and being an ex-athlete too the competitive nature come like i don't call anybody out their name or anything like that but for words of emphasis i might use a curse word <laughs> in it right oh yeah absolutely but she doesn't tolerate that so you know she'll keep me in check and be like look you know i don't want to talk to you like i don't talk to you like that you know when we're communicating i think you could you know you're a good communicator you could you know she always speaks to the higher my higher self she always tries to help me improve. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we could communicate and we could, there's a difference between talking to somebody and at them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's always in the vibration of construction, improvement. And we do the same for each other. Like if she says something I don't agree with, you know, I, I tell her I'm the number one defender of me. I'm never going to not defend myself. So, you know, don't feel that, you know, it's an attack or anything like that. But it's like, I'm going to defend myself. And it may feel different because, see, we live in a world where the black man has been subdued. And you have a lot of women and men. Like, I've never had a black teacher at the high school or the collegiate level, right? Right. So a lot of times, you know, like if, say a, a female who's never played sports you know never had a black male teacher or anything like that to hear a black man speak from the point of power or authority is mm-hmm. foreign it's foreign mm-hmm. and sometimes it, it takes some getting used to <laughs> so yeah. but the thing is it's like i i just pride myself i never ask anybody to do anything that i wouldn't do myself you know what I mean? Yes, sir. And, and going back to like what I was saying before is like, what can you give a person that they can't get anywhere? I give all of me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know how to be a boyfriend. I've been married most of my adult life. So I don't know how to be a boyfriend. All I know how to do is Look, my, my pad is full, bro. I, I got to get some more paper. Hold on. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, for example, you meet women. Uh, they're so used to being a girlfriend. They, they don't know what it's like to be a wife. You know, oh, right. they have never been married. You know, they've probably been in a relationship that lasted 15 minutes or maybe say two years. Right. Yeah. And. You know, and, and like Bosky, I was talking to him. It's like you have some people, and this is men and women, who, you know, like you might see that team that they have a great season. They're good during the regular season, but they not battle tested in the playoffs. So they get a first round and they out because <laughs> they're not used to playing at that higher level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and marriage is a whole different beast, man. You yeah. know, a lot of people, they just live for that day to say, I do, to be a superstar, taking pictures in their pretty dress, everybody around. 
Then when the yeah. dust settled, they're like, okay. Well, See, they, they, they wanted to be married, but they don't want to take on all the tenants to be married. So you have, like going back to what I was saying, like you have the person who wants to be a girlfriend or a boyfriend, they come in a relationship like, I'm not going to do this because there ain't no ring on my finger and I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Well, any women out there listening, that's the quickest way to get cut. Because here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Yes, sir. My thing is, as a man, right? I'm going to come. I'm coming like a husband. If, if I'm seeing you solely and, and, you know, we're being monogamous, I'm going to treat you as, as if, I'm going to care for you as if we're married, right? You know, to a certain extent, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be to the point if we decided to leave, you're going to miss me. <laughs> you know, because it's my job to make myself unforgettable. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And a, and a woman is coming in into my life to to date and she's holding back and she don't, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to cook for him. I'm not going to come clean his place. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to show him that I can be a good wife, but you want me to think I'm going to put a ring on your finger and magic on it. Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? So right. it's like, oh. bro, I'm, you, I'm you have here. to show up. You have to show up. It's an audition. It's like, you have to show up and show that person Right. What, what they're going to miss if you don't select me. Please let me interject. But what we have out here is, you know how difficult that is for them? Because my question is, if you've never seen uh, a, a healthy man, right? If you don't have those experiences, right? Then you, you don't have it to pull from. And so you believe that when you when this healthy man approaches you, the one that my, my dog just said, he doesn't know how to be a boyfriend, right? And so when you you don't believe it. So like you said, Russ, when you shoot your shot, you move as a husband, you move as a provider, you move as a protector, you move in that space and you do it because you've already qualified this lady as, I mean, as potential for sure. And she can't believe it. So she sits on the sideline and holds back. Right. He holds back all that stuff that you just talked about. Right. Well, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do this until this magical time where she's like, OK, so you've done all of this by now. OK. I, but guess what? If we're still around, because like you said, normally for 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 many men, you know, we'll just be like, OK, got to go. Right. And then in her mind, her note is, see, I knew it. He was also B.S. He didn't really want to, you know, be with me or he didn't really. He's just off to the next chick because that's what, you know, that's what men do. No, you didn't shoot your shot, sweetheart. That's what the problem is. He shot his shot. You didn't shoot his. Right. And he's well adjusted enough and healthy enough to move on in abundance and not worry about scarcity like you're the last person on earth. So, man, you you bro, I'm just going to tell you this. You remember what I told you when, when we talked the other day and I told you that it's like every time you talk to, you know, some people, right? Some representatives, my man, Russell, Imhotep, Bruce, he, <laughs> talked, he drops a jewel on you. And my dude said, I don't know how to be a boyfriend. Right. You, you just you just set me free. Thanks. Yeah. 
I had like <laughs> 10 questions I was trying to figure out how to ask and get some type of help on. And because for me, I'm like, am I impatient? Right? Like yeah. I've heard that, like, oh, you're impatient. Yeah, but I know I go, I go straight to a hundred, right? But someone I'm dating doesn't understand that for them to get to a date with me, they've already gone through so many filters, right? They've already gone through so much vetting. Like there were maybe 10 women before them in a very short period of time that didn't make for it's crass, but the cut, right? But I'm interested, I'm moving forward. I'm shooting my shot and now you can't believe it because it seems too good to be true. And somehow I'm supposed to still continue to uh, prove myself until you get to a certain comfort level that you think I'm serious. Really? Great point. So I'm going to come back to this, right? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Real quick before before you go there. Hey, gentlemen, I, I got to get off. Um, y'all go ahead and continue. I got uh-huh. something I got to take care of. Everything's cool. Yeah, you coming back? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to come back. You know? Okay. But uh, but y'all continue, man. This has been fantastic, Russ. Right, welcome, bro. I appreciate you coming on, man. And um and we'll definitely have to chop it back up again, man. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, man. man. Yeah, we're gonna All get right. Russ back on, Dave, for sure. And uh, hey, take care of that. And uh, if we can, Dave, let's 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 catch up later on today. Absolutely. All right. Okay, All right. Peace, All, right. All right. Be good. All right, Russ. All right. So, All right. man. So what I was going to say, going back to what you were saying, so when we talk about the capacity to love, right? Yeah, so yes, sir. It, it, it's a capacity thing. So if if you have, if your cup is full, right? If if you're, say you're full, because, you know, you've done the work, you, you've been in relationships, you got about 20 years plus of marriage, you know, right. relationships, all that, you know. And, and the thing is, a lot of people are like, oh, well, yours ended. It doesn't mean it was bad. That's not a bad thing, right? True. Just like, think about all the people in Congress, how many businesses they bankrupt. That don't mean they're a horrible businessman. It's like you learn, you fail, you get better each time, right? Absolutely. Sometimes it, it just ends. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. Sometimes things just end, right? Mm-hmm. People go separate ways and it no longer works. But you've learned and you have all that experience. You're like a green beret at this thing, right? So, you know, the you capacity be, you thing, right. So if, if your cup is full and the other person, this is all they got because they've never been in a long-term loving, committed relationship, you know, wow. it could have something to do with their upbringing or what have you. So when 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 they run into somebody whose cup is full and they only have this much. You're constantly pouring into them. They they can't do too much for you. You can't even feel. They could give you everything that they got, and you can't feel it. And what you have is overwhelming them. You see what I'm saying? Because they're just not used to it. It's like, oh, he's too nice. He's too this. He's too that. Because they're right. used to toxicity. Got to be up. Like he's shooting the angle. That's just the angle. You know, used to toxicity. You know, so it's like, and it it just is what it is. And it's like, these are things that can be taught through and healed. It's like, but people got to be honest with themselves, you know, and too many times people just constantly want to be on the defense. You're never going to get better if you don't admit that there's an issue and that there are ways to actually combat and fix these things if you're just willing to work on them. Right. So look, so how does one make that distinction or that, you know, that, 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 
that decision point to say if this person is worth trying to move forward with, uh, knowing that it's half full, right? Knowing that they're probably being overwhelmed. Um, and of course, I, I think you would probably say, well, y'all got to have that conversation, right? You got to talk about it. You got to find out where you are. And hopefully you come to a decision or a point where one says, okay, like, I see you, I understand. But again, based on previous experiences, you know, they're going with their gut instincts based on bad data, you know? And so does that mean that this person is just no longer potentially a candidate for, you know, for half full as a candidate for full? Like, what what do you do? You keep moving forward, you move on to someone else more compatible, because I think that is a part of a compatibility, you know, issue. Great question. So the, the thing is, if that person is good at communicating, like they may have some fears, they, you know, and then if they have fears, admit that because now right. you could you can help them with that. You know, if, if you're full, you've done the work, you could share things with them. There's books, there's all kind of things, man. It's like if, if people read and research and, mm-hmm. you know, didn't solely rely upon a preacher or music or what have you to to get their cue it's like they can constantly grow you know what i mean but if there's somebody who if what's the saying it's like a person who refuses to learn something new that that's the day you begin to die when you refuse to to grow you're knowing the world you know everything you know and the thing is it's like i've been on this journey since say about 1988 or so and I know that I don't know anything, <laughs> you know, in a weird way. It's like it, as much as I know, I know there's still so much more that I right. don't know. Exactly. You if, know, you had, right, if you had if you had stopped in 1988 and said, you know what, I'm good. I know everything exactly. I need to know. Exactly. And, and the thing is, it's like it's from the cradle to the grave. I'm going to always try to learn to the day I die. I'm going to be growing and learning, you know, and once again, when I come back, I want to be me when I come back. I don't want to be nobody else. And that's another thing. When you learn to love yourself, I know that I'm not this physical shell, right? This is just no, no. It's a, a vessel. A temple right. for my soul. I know who I am spiritually, right? right? And I've fallen in love with that being for that consciousness. You know what I'm saying? And I know, I know what that is. So therefore, it's like, um, it, we're here on a this whole thing that we call life is 7,200 years, however many years we get out of it. It's just a classroom, man, for the soul. We're here to learn, you know, and if we don't learn a lesson, we're sent back to learn. Like, if you don't know how to get along with people, you might be sent back to be a monkey or something like that to work within a tribe or be an ant to work collectively. Right. Well, oh, like, your, your vibrations are off to such a point where that's what <laughs> that's yeah. the only that's the only vessel that would fit that soul, right? You you couldn't exactly. come back. You had to come yeah. back next time as something who who needed to work on. Man, it, it's, really, it's really deep, man. And I think if, if people would really be open up to, to grow. And I think we're gonna start to hear a lot of new information. Like we're in the age of information. That's why there's so much information that we're being bombarded with, you know, with, with the advent of the internet, 
you know it's like we're making decisions in seconds that our great great grandparents it took them months to make right you know something as simple as if you want to go visit your relatives up in new york you had to send a a, a, a letter via horse and buggy mail <laughs> and how long would it take for it to get to new york for you to get a response back you know it right. would take months right yeah and now you know with technology we can send a text in seconds and say hey you know a guy's gonna be home on the 25th of, of march exactly you know, get a response. Like yeah so yeah. you know we we could learn like in in like they say in the age of information ignorance is a choice there's no reason for people not knowing things today or not growing it's let me ask you this how long is it how long in your estimation and again time is relative so you don't have to tell me if it's a month two months or whatever three months or a year but how long do you think it would take two healthy individuals to know that you know i guess they have something that that's i don't know if it's a spark or it's an understanding like with your queen like how long did it take you to, to to figure out that when you when you first your interest was peaked and then you said no there's definitely something there right mm -hmm. and when you knew there was something there you move forward without fear right and and only looking forward to seeing it continue to blossom how long did that take one conversation there it is there and, it is and you know it's wild you know you hear people say that there it is you there know when you know you know when you know what you know right you right. know what i'm saying it's like when you like i said it's like she's the feminine version of me so mm -hmm. one deep conversation just on regular life issues and like what wakes you up in the morning and you know what keeps you up at night like those type things to hear the answers into you know, and then the questions that are asked, like, for example, a queen will ask questions that only a king can answer and vice versa. You get what I'm saying? I do, Doc. I you do. know what I'm saying? So it is like only a queen can answer the questions that a king answers. Wow. So it's like when you get to that level where you like worked on yourself and you you've gone through a lot it's like and you're willing to like i'm willing to lay all my cards on the table with her i i told her everything about my past the good bad and ugly so she knows exactly who she's dealing with what she's dealing with and she's laid all hers out there so we pretty much put ourselves out there naked as far as who we Wow. are you know because we're not really those beings but we're constantly trying to become better and and she doesn't just talk it she lives it right and i try to live it to the best of my ability and she helps me be better i help her become better and that's the most beautiful thing you know and when i met her i was like oh my gosh look like she is the one right she's the right one. that's that's you know, and, and it's like our souls introduced our, our souls introduced themselves to one another mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how'd y'all find each other 
and see this is weird right so it's like we knew of each other like through mutual friends right and um we were oh that's right that. did somebody invite you on her show did she have a show or something like yeah, that yeah yeah but even prior to that like a buddy of mine in dallas had a uh platform on facebook that we were all on it was a networking type thing so i knew of her years on there right okay and then um you know we didn't live too far away from each other i would see her every now and then at the gym i worked out at and there was an event once that we even sat across the table from each other and but the thing is i was going through what i was going through at the time she was either engaged or about to be married and once again the universe doesn't give you what you want it gives you what you are I wasn't vibrating on the level to receive her then. She was on a whole different level. She may have been up here and I was down here because I was going through what I was going through. Right. So, you know, of course, I, I was married at the time. I'm not going to try to holler at her, right? So it was like, you know, it, it was just one of those things that I think she was beautiful. Yeah, but it was, it was like, and we could walk by each other. That just lets you know, it's like the timing. It's a timing thing. But when I was in a position where I was free and I was working on myself and when she was free and she was working on her, herself, you know, then it all came together. You know what I'm saying? Because then now we're the, we're the perfect vibrational match. You know what I'm saying? Like, say, for example, you know, so, say, say you hit the lotto when you were senior in high school for $40 million. Or whenever you were of that age, you probably destroy yourself. I probably right. would have done a whole bunch of knucklehead things with the money. Oh, well, for sure, because you not yeah, like I know where you're going. You're not ready. Yeah, you right. can't have so, that responsibility. Yeah, God will bless you when the time is right. She came into my life at the right time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect time. Mm -hmm. And and then again, like you said, the perfect time was the time also that you're ready to receive her. Right. And that y'all were vibrating on the same level that you could appreciate. Right. And, 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 and know and see the value, right. That you could actually see her, you know? So exactly. yeah. And, and vice versa. Yeah. And so, I mean, I appreciate it, brother. You, you definitely helped me re recalibrate, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I'm still dating and yeah, it ain't, <laughs> as my grandmother would say, it's more than a notion. <laughs> yeah man you know just take your time and just know exactly what it is that you're looking for uh -huh. what you're looking for is looking for you right see that's yeah. that thing right there and and if you're not careful you know then you're blocking it right yeah, just vibrate high my brother yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey man, I want to be respectful of your time, brother. I know it's uh it's a it looks like it's a beautiful Sunday, but it's it's still pretty nippy out. I don't know what you and the love have planned today, but you know, we keep going as long as you want. But I, you know, we've been on for I think we we cruising. We almost at uh the 90 minute mark. We're at 80. You know. It's cool. We can save some other good stuff for another day. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Cause I definitely want to have you on, man. So keep me keep me apprised of your availability because I'm thinking maybe once a month or something, you know what I'm saying? That we can just That'll work. I'll make sure we get the topics over to you that we want to chop up. 
you know, and I'll keep definitely uh, putting you on on the, uh, you know, when we when we upload the videos, you know what I'm saying? And I'll definitely give you a heads up when this one is going to post. Um, so you can because we always let, you know, all of our guests preview any vids before we, we put them up. You know right. what I'm saying? I want you to be comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, brother. I mean, wow. Any questions for me, dog? No, man. It's okay. It's, it is what it is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, cool, brother. Well, look, man, um, I'm going to close it out. No good man today. Just me and my brother, Russell Bruce. And, uh, you know, we'll get back to you guys on the flip side, you know, in peace and love and in strength. No good men. That just, you know, there ain't no good men, just men, right? That's what we strive to be. We vibrating at a much higher level, but being a man is all that we need to be. All right. All right, Russell. All right, peace, bro. Take care, brother.